What's going on, ladies and gents? I'm Billy Donnelly, and I'm getting old quickly. Welcome back to another brand new episode of the podcast. For those of you who have been here before, as usual, welcome back. You know the rules, you know the drill, you know the lay of the land, and you know what it is that we're here to do. But if this is your first time joining us, also welcome. Welcome aboard on our journey of self-discovery and self-reflection, of introspection and self-improvement. Basically, we try to put in the emotional work week in and week out to be better today than we were yesterday and to be better tomorrow than we were today. And also, really to just destigmatize the conversation around a lot of our mental health struggles and encourage you to speak openly and honestly about whatever it is that you're dealing with in your own life. So what's on the agenda this week? Well, you know what? Let's get into some midlife crisis. <laughs> Just to hit you right in the face with that coming out of the gate. Uh, look, um, we are one episode away from the uh, two-year anniversary of this show. And uh, and I think I've skirted around this for a good, a good amount of time. And, you know, I think I've touched upon it here and there. Uh, on like this real cursory surface level, uh, but but without getting in too deeply uh, to some of it. So uh, I thought this week what I would do is just jump right in to uh, to some of it, and and we'll see where that takes us. I guess okay. So I guess look, um, how does one define? midlife crisis right uh it's i don't know that there's a technical definition but it's really you know hitting sort of like the middle of your life or your life expectancy and um in sort of being worried and concerned about where the hell you're at and so i can honestly tell you that look the over the last month or so right uh, look, I've been going to therapy for a couple of years. Uh, over the last month or so, that's when I sort of uh, finally decided to to pick up on uh, medication. I seem to be doing pretty well with it. Uh, I'm less irritable. Uh, I seem to be feeling a little bit better. Not that it was some sort of magic pill, but it's 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 easier for me to sort of let some things go. And what I mean by that is for for quite some time when I would have sort of these intrusive negative thoughts, right? It was really easy for me to, to grab hold of them and sort of follow them down the rabbit hole and sit and dwell within them. And I've talked about this uh, a little bit over the past couple of weeks here on the show. And over the last month or so since I've kind of been started on this, that has been um, less frequent. In fact, I can probably only think of like one good day where I allowed myself to sort of get into my own head. The rest of it has been a lot of, oh, here's that thought. Okay, I'm well aware that that's happening. Let's move on from it. And, and so... I'm very happy with the fact that I've been able to sort of let these things pass without sitting in them uh, for too long. But one of the things that does creep up from time to time, 
you know, since I'm 42 now, it's sort of just like, what am I doing with my life? And, and figuring that out, because I think even at this point in my life, uh, I don't really know what the hell I'm doing, and I still seem to be figuring it out. What does that mean, right? Um, I don't entirely know. There are some things that I think I have figured out or that I am comfortable being within and continue to try to navigate them for the better, right? I'm a husband and a dad, so I continue to try to maneuver through those relationships in order to be better uh, within them. Right? Th those relationships aren't, aren't going anywhere, I don't think. And so uh, I, I just try to improve within them, not only for myself, but for the other parties involved, right? For my wife, for my son, for my daughter. I try to figure out uh, how to communicate better, how to relate better, how to give, take, you know, the whole, the whole shebang, right? So I guess really, when it comes to uh, at least my standing within midlife crisis, because look, there are other people who have midlife crisis in terms of like, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Maybe it is that, that's something that they want. Maybe it's something they don't want, right? But either way, they're not having something that they thought maybe they should have by now. Uh, a sense of panic sometimes starts to set in um, because you're not where you expected to be. And the way that your life has sort of uh, unfolded is not what you expected at some point in time. And so that's kind of where I'm at is that there are parts of my life that I am not crazy about where they're at. They are definitely uh, not what I expected them to be um, from my younger days. And I'm not panicking, but it does cause me um, there's some tension that exists within myself over not having those answers yet. Primarily because I, I thought that I would have by now. And you know, look, look, we've talked about that here on the show sometimes too, in terms of like supposed to, would have, should have, could have, all of that. That sort of language is not necessarily helpful. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not helpful to me in this discussion either because of the fact that there's still this part of my brain that that thinks I should have this in order by now, right? That I should have gotten my shit together in, in, in certain areas. And I think what also factors into that too is the, the expectations of others and how others perceive uh, you, your life, what you're doing. Um, 
and just sort of this natural inclination to not want to disappoint people and to sort of live up to expectations of other people sometimes. And, and of yourself, right? I think, you know, we all have high expectations of ourselves, so we want to be able to live up to the expectations of ourselves, and when we're falling short of that, we have disappointment within ourselves sometimes. You know, screw what other people think. Sometimes we're disappointed in ourselves for not living up to the expectations of ourselves. And so that's kind of where I'm at, is that there are times where I find myself disappointed in me for having not lived up to the expectations I at one point had set for myself. And, um, you know, that's a difficult pill to swallow sometimes. Uh, of, of, of this sort of uncertainty, uh, sometimes feeling lost, just, just really not knowing how to do this part. Cause you know, let's face it, there's no, there's no blueprint. There's no manual to follow. I can't just go step by step. And have these things work out for me because I followed um, the instructions. You know, it's life. And it's hard. And so, look, uh, th there was a, a stretch of time in my life where, like, I didn't know that I would ever get married. You know, I dated people before. It didn't work out. Or... Um, you know, the, the relationships just didn't, they weren't as fulfilling as I would have liked them to be at certain times. And, uh, and you know, and I thought to myself, what if this just never happens? And, you know, uh, maybe I was being dramatic, right? But th there was a part of me that I think had sort of come to some terms with the idea that, like, maybe this... It just won't be for me. And that changed over time. All right. It did sort of fall into place. And I met my wife, who I was already, I had already met her. We were been friends. And one thing led to another. And friendship turned to relationship. And we fell in love. And I got married. And with that, I also wound up having a couple of children. Which, I didn't know if that would ever happen either. Primarily because of the fact that I didn't know if I would ever get married. And I didn't want to just go off and just make babies. You know, I, I it wasn't like my dream to be a dad. But, you know, it was something that I thought, thought would be really cool in my life, right? And so... You know, those things sort of did work themselves out. And and I'm happy with how those things have sort of gone over time and continue to go in, over time into the future. I don't have a midlife crisis about being married or having kids. I have a lot of work-related midlife crises. 
in terms of like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Is this what I want to do? Why can't I seem to get to a place that I'm happy with? Or that's good for me? Or that works for me? And so there's there's a lot of struggle there in terms of like finding purpose. Finding purpose with what I do with myself. My uh, contribution to society, right? And look, and part of that comes from like living in a capitalist society, right? Where your work is important, I guess. And you know, and I talked early on in this in this podcast about, you know, you not being your work. Your work doesn't define who you are. You're more than just what it is that you do, right? That's just a job. But there's still a part of me within that that says, I, I wish I was doing something uh, meaningful, or at least that I deem meaningful. That I'm doing something good, putting something good into the world, something memorable, something that, you know, I guess there's still a part of me that... Um, that does become concerned with like legacy and how you want to be remembered uh, on this earth. What your again, what what your place is in in history. And and look, I'll I'll talk. I'll talk a little bit more about that on a future episode and go a little bit more uh, in depth on it. But, you know, I think, I mean, look, at, w at one point in life I had dreams and I had ideas about uh, what my life would, where my life would go and what I would do and what that would mean for me and what I would amount to. And, and none of that panned out. And so that is hard to accept and to move on from. And um, and so I really think that that's the source of a lot of a lot of this strife in my life <laughs> um, is is that I'm not where I'm not where I wanted to be I'm not where I expected to be once again in in certain facets and uh and I don't really know what to do about that I don't really know how to change the course or to, to make things different, or to get on a, a track that is more in line with where I had hoped to be, and where I wanted to be, and where I expected to be. 
expectations are um it's a real dangerous game to play you know if we're being perfectly honest here as as we usually try to be right because sometimes it is impossible to not fall short because we set the bar so high for ourselves or for others often that we are setting up for failure and setting up for disappointment. Look, I'll give you an example, okay? Went to college, went to film school. Okay, everybody in film school thinks that they're going to be the next great director in this life. Going to be Spielberg, going to be Tarantino, going to be whoever it is that's your influence. And then you get there and you realize that there are just other people who are better than you at it. They, they grasp it better. They are just innate within them. Like they are really good at it. And that doesn't stop you from wanting to get there. It just it's a it's a shock to the system. And so once I graduated, you know, lots of people go to LA, lots of people go to New York. Um I didn't want to go to New York because I had already lived up in that area. In LA, uh, I didn't have the money to go. So where does that leave me as an aspiring filmmaker? Nowhere. And, I mean, look, it doesn't mean that I, I couldn't have tried to, you know, shoot some stuff or raise some money. But the problem was is that I didn't even know where to start. School Film school didn't really give me any real direction in terms of, like, this is how you do it. This is how you make a go of it. And so I was very lost and just sort of scratching at the walls, trying to figure it out, trying to make some sense of it. And one thing led to another, and now I'm on a different path. And in that path, I'm still, once again, trying to navigate it. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm not good at figuring things out in that way. I think oftentimes I get in my own way. Because I'm just... I need to know more. I need to figure it out. And it's, and it's hard for me to just throw caution to the wind and just go and do... I'm trying to get information. I'm trying to formulate a plan. That doesn't seem to work for me often. And the more uh, these things are not panning out or I'm trying really hard or I'm trying to figure things out or I'm trying to increase my base of knowledge... You know, the more time is passing.
and it feels like the more time that passes, the further and further I move away from the things that I wanted to do or that I thought I was going to do. And then one day you wake up and you're 42. And the interesting thing about it, though, right, is that I also am only 42. And so while I'm in the midst of this thing, right, of not, of my life not being what I expected it to be or being where I thought I would be at this point in time, I still got a long way to go. Theoretically, you know, let's say, for argument's sake, I live to be 75. Seems like a good number, but let's just say, let's just pick that out. It's a nice round number, a good strong number, 75. From this point on, I still have 33 years to go. Which, when you consider it, is a pretty long friggin' time. It's a pretty long time to still be able to make some things happen for yourself and to figure out some of the things that you haven't been able to thus far. I don't keep, I don't, I don't stop trying to figure things out, to find answers, to navigate uncertainty. I don't. And so even in this uh, midlife crisis of sorts, I still continue to try to pivot in one direction or another to find a good path forward for me. It may not be the path that I initially set out on, may not be the path that I initially thought I'd be on, but some kind of path that I can feel good about and be, be comfortable and satisfied with. That is where my crisis comes in, is that I just still haven't found that yet. And I don't know when it's going, when I will, or if I will. And that's sort of where the panic comes in. Because once again, I thought I would have, right, quote unquote, would have by now. I haven't, and that's a little bit scary. And that's where the crisis is kicking in. Everybody would love their life to be one simple line between point A and point B. I mean, sure, you could have maybe some fluctuations, some ups and downs, and so on and so forth, but like a good smooth ride would be nice. But life doesn't work out like that. There's all sorts of jagged edges and rises and falls and loop-de-loops and 
Going backwards. Going forwards. If you were to draw it out, your line would be a, a mess. A, a, a geometrical disaster. But sometimes it's about that journey and not necessarily the destination, right? So, look, I'm, I'm going to keep on trying to figure this out. I'm going to keep on trying to, I don't know, get some kind of answer for myself. Get a clue. Find some. Find some sort of meaning or purpose that I'm good with. I'm not freaking out. Not going out and buying, you know, Corvettes and shit because I think that, that will. That's what I need. My stuff's more existential. Which I think is harder. Right? If I could just go out and buy a Corvette and like that would solve all my problems. I mean, it's, a, it's an expensive solution, but I'd look into it knowing that like this would close the book on that. But instead, it's all of what exists inside my head. And that's, you know, that's the harder stuff to to put to bed. So while I'm not sitting around dwelling on this, I don't uh, allow this to overtake uh, my day. And I'm proud of that. And that making that progress. But from time to time, you know, it's the lack of clarity about my present and my future um, and how that, how that correlates to regrets for my past, you know, what that all means, I guess. So, my life to this point is not what I expected it to be. But who's this? Who's this? And on that note, I think I'm going to go ahead and call time. Few ideas to consider this week, so not to not to draw out a midlife crisis of your own, but if you happen to be in sort of that place of, you know, wondering where the time has gone and where your dreams went and what your life has become. Well, I feel you. And uh, I hope some of this may have connected with you this week. So, look, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, next week, that's going to be the two-year anniversary of the launch of the show. So the two-year anniversary, episode 104 will be next week. 52 weeks a year. 52 shows, times that by two, you get to 104. So, you know, that's going to be uh, that's gonna be something cool. You know, we, not too long ago, we crossed the, the century milestone, 100 episodes. And that was kind of a, a, a cool deal. But having, uh, having hit two years um, of doing this show, um, 
I got I got some thoughts uh, that I'll be here. I'll, I'll be sure to share with you here uh, next week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, let's get you all the usual information uh, to send you on your way. Uh, so you're whole. Uh, teespring.com slash getting old quickly. That's where you can score yourself a getting old quickly shirt. 10% of the profits from all sales go to goes to NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So teespring.com slash getting old quickly. Email address here at the show. That's getting old quickly pod at gmail.com. Getting old quickly pod at gmail.com. So if you have a question, comment, feedback, concern, send it in. I'll read it and we'll talk. Uh, make sure you subscribe or follow the podcast in all the usual places. Um, like right now, wherever you're listening to this, subscribe or follow the show. This way when new episodes of Getting Old Quickly drop every single Monday. Um, you don't have to look for them, search for them, hunt for them. They're right there for you to listen to at your earliest convenience. And while you're at it, while you're in your app, just scroll down, hit us with a rating or a review. Um, that's helpful. Uh, mostly for my outside validation uh, and the need for that. So um, so go ahead and take care of that business just, just while you're here. Um, doesn't take you any additional time, and uh, and I'll greatly appreciate it. On social media, make sure you like all the pages, uh, facebook.com slash gettingoldquickly. You can listen to the podcast there as well if you so choose. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow me, at infamouskid, with two Ds. Uh, and on Instagram, you can follow me at the Mr. Donnelly. Um, I don't really update the pages for the show, so you might as well just follow me and anything podcast related. You'll get it that way. Okay. And finally, uh, if you find yourself in a dark place, um, another kind of crisis mode, really need somebody to talk to, whether it's you, yourself, a loved one, you and yourself, they're the same people, you, a loved one, a family member, friend, whoever. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline exists for those very reasons. It's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. Someone is available to uh, to be there for you 24-7. So uh, if you need it, please use it. That's what that resource is there for. Once again, that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. I'm going to get on out of here. Uh, I hope you have a good week. I'll see you back here next week for the two-year anniversary. Uh, and until then, and as always, I'm Billy Donnelly. I'm getting old quickly. Just remember, getting old doesn't suck. It kind of just happens. Mm-hmm.